0: Sometimes you just need to touch grass, literally and figuratively. And we recommend you bring books. Tell the bibliologists set Tailored Book Recommendations about what you love and what you don't and what you want to read this summer on your outdoor adventures. You can get your recommendations via email or receive hardcovers in the mail. And TBR has plans for every budget. This summer, touch grass and bring books. You pack the bags, we pick the books. Visit mytbr.co to sign up today. It only takes a few minutes. That's Mm mytbr.co.
1: You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm Tears of Price, coming to you from Book Riot. This is episode two seventy eight point five, and this week I'm going to be diving into the stacks to talk about two great middle grade horror novels. But
0: first, let's hear from our sponsor. Sometimes you just need to touch grass, literally and figuratively. And we recommend you bring books. Tell the bibliologists set tailored book recommendations about what you love and what you don't and what you want to read this summer on your outdoor adventures. You can get your recommendations via email or receive hardcovers in the mail. And TBR has plans for every budget. This summer, touch grass and bring books. You pack the bags, we pick the books. Visit mytbr.co to sign up today. It only takes a few minutes. That's mytbr.co.
1: All right. So here's the thing. I always thought that I wasn't into horror, but this year I've gotten into horror novels in a big way. And I've even actually started branching out into horror shows and movies. So I still consider myself a giant wimp, but I'm slowly figuring out what I'm into and what sort of subgenres and types of horror that I like. So I thought I'd share two books that helped get me started. I think even if you're not a horror reader, I hope that you will stick it out with me because middle grade horror and children's horror, which does exist, has really helped me figure out what I like in the genre. And they're books that are creepy without being too dark and gruesome or terrifying. And, you know, let's be real. Some children's books are really creepy. Think about, you know, fairy tales, which were not originally written for children, but yet somehow they kind of seep into children's consciousness or we tell children these really dark tales. So it's definitely something that exists and I'm excited to talk about these two books. So let's get started. My first pick is Small Spaces by Katherine Arden. Arden is the author of The Bear and the Nightingale, which is a really great adult fantasy novel. There are two sequels, it's a trilogy. But this is her first middle grade book. It is set in Vermont in the fall. And it kind of starts out like a little bit of cozy sort of fall atmospheric feeling. And you're like, oh, this might be nice. It really sets the scene for the season. But then it gets a little bit creepy pretty quickly. So it's about Olive, who is 11. And she has just lost her mom in a really tragic way. And she's still really reeling from this loss. And so she really like shies away from friends. She considers herself a lone wolf. She mostly gets to the day by reading. And her latest book is this mysterious tale about a young girl who catches the attention of two brothers and this deal that they make with this sinister figure known as the Smiling Man. So she's reading this book when she and her classmates get on the school bus and head to a local farm on a field trip. The field trip is, you know, just a farm, mostly uneventful, except the bus breaks down on their way home and it breaks down on a secluded stretch of road. And the bus driver kind of refuses to leave the bus. So the teacher's like, OK, I've got to go, you know, get help. There's no cell signal. He's got to walk down the road away. And once he goes off, Ollie kind of gets this really weird feeling like she she needs to like get away, too. And even though the bus is supposed to be safe, they're supposed to wait there for the teacher. She and two classmates hop out the back of the bus at the last minute. And it's just in time to get away from this like very sinister, creepy force that comes for all the kids on the bus. So then Ollie and her two friends have to make their way through the woods and they figure out that they're trapped in this weird liminal space where no one can come rescue them. And Ollie is guided by a digital watch that she always wears and it actually used to belong to her mom. And along the way that they they find out that the smiling man is very much a real force. I really love this book. I actually read it in one sitting, and I never would have picked it up if a friend hadn't been like, I need you to read this, it's so good. So shout out to her. And I just thought that it did a really great job of being creepy and sinister without resorting to some of my discomforts, which are body horror and assault. And so obviously you wouldn't find those things in a middle grade novel. Instead, it was creepy in like an emotional way because Ollie is, you know, still grieving. But then also her classmates are taken and it was just really, really creepy and really great. So there is a sequel called Dead Voices, which has Ollie and her two friends again. And this time they go to visit a ski lodge and they get snowed in and they find out that the ski lodge is haunted. So I really, really recommend both books. I think they are fantastic. And they really made me think like, oh, hey, I might actually like this um, horror stuff. So my second pick is The Jumbies by Tracy Baptiste. And this book follows a girl named Corinne Lamar, who lives with her father on an island. And her house is kind of up on the hill near this deep, dark woods that everybody says, you know, don't don't linger in. Definitely don't get lost in that woods. Most of the people live um, by the sea. But Curran kind of straddles these two lines of like by the woods, but then also by the sea. And she also has lost her mother, although it's been years since her mother has died. So Curran is pretty fearless. She does not let the local island boys intimidate her. The island children are told how dangerous the woods is and that jumbies lurk in there. But Curran doesn't really believe in jumbies and she will run into the woods no problem. But then one day, a very beautiful woman arrives in town and she comes to the market to consult with the local witch. And she grabs everybody's attention. And even Corinne's kind of like, who who is this? And something, there's something about her. Well, she she soon finds her way to Corinne's house and enchants Corinne's father. And Corinne quickly realizes that this woman is a Jumbie, but she's not an ordinary Jumbie. She has incredible power, and she is planning on taking over the entire island unless Corinne and her three friends can find a way to stop her. So what I really enjoyed about this book was I was reading about, you know, legends and magical beings that I had personally never heard about before. So that was very fun to get sort of an insight into a different culture. But you also get a little history lesson about colonialism because You know, the jumbies want to take over the island, but then you find out, well, the jumbies were here first and then humans arrived. And that really presents, I think, an interesting dilemma for Corinne. Corinne also learns that her late mother was um, a jumbie as well, making her half human, half jumbie. And she must grapple with figuring out her identity and what is the right thing to do in this situation. And how can she save the people that she loves? So I don't think that this book for me was quite as scary as Small Spaces. But if you like like dark forest and mysterious creatures in the woods, which is this is a great book. It has all those great vibes. And there are also sequels to check out as well. And I just want to add that I listened to the Jumbies on audiobook. It's narrated by Robin Miles, and she did an excellent job. So that is it for me, book nerds. I hope you're all staying safe this weekend and that you are well-stocked with books. Thank you so much to our sponsor and to our sound editor, Jen Zink. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com forward slash all the books. And if you enjoy this podcast, just show us some love by leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps other book lovers find us. Finally, if you want to connect with me or see pictures of my books and cats, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at pride. That's T I R Z A H P R I C E. And I will be back in a couple of weeks on a regular episode of All the Books with Liberty and with more backlist recommendations. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.